welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, the podcast with three dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. My name is Rob. I'm Josh. Welcome everyone to episode five of Parenting Without Getting Up. We're glad you're here. Yes, thank you for being here. Yeah. From wherever you are in the world. Josh, I've seen a lot of activity going on next door at your house. Oh, what yeah. What have you been doing over there? Well, we uh, decided to get the roof replaced before Yana came. Comes. You don't, you don't want to be doing all that while you got a new baby. Nope. So uh, we decided to do that. Um, that wasn't fun. Basically, what started as pulling off the old shingles and replacing them turned into pulling off the shingles and discovering dry rot and discovering rotten eaves and fascia, getting those replaced, sistering joists in and replacing trusses and re- reconstructive surgery. Reconstructive surgery. Yeah, but you're, it looks like you're done now. Done. I saw the guy up there yesterday. Replacing the satellite dish. Yep. So that must be the last. <laughs> yep. It's all that good. Sealed the deal. Good. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. They dropped it on accident. The roofers did. Oh, and they looked like it was bent in half. Yeah. So they um, replaced it. No, directed, no, no. <laughs> that was another incurred cost. Um, basically, they were they took the satellite dish off the roof, and they're like, "I said, be really careful with it." I walked around the corner, heard a thump, walked back around. Saw three workers looking down at the satellite dish on the ground. I said, all right. Well. And when, I, when I saw it, it was literally like folded in half. Yeah. Like, a, like yeah. you'd make a half a sandwich and just fold a piece of bread. So we, you know, called DirecTV. And luckily, um, me and my infinite wisdom decided that I didn't want the $4 a month insurance on it. Because oh, I would never man. want to pay $4 more a month for insurance. Sure. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's a hindsight but lesson. The, so the yeah. roofers won't pay for it? Oh, no. No. Oh man, no, I'm yeah. I'm just glad to be done with it all. It's crazy. Yeah, pay get get that bills next couple of days because they're just getting the finalized cost all together. And uh, yeah, glad to have it done. Yeah, I bet. And uh, you won't have to worry about it when Yohanna's here. The strange thing about it is, is um, the house smells like fresh plywood. Oh, because you have new plywood put on. The whole house has new plywood. It seems like a weird thing to think about. So through the roof, you can smell. You can smell the the ceiling. You can smell the new plywood. The whole house smells like fresh plywood. And you've got kind of a neat lumberyard smell. Yeah, it smells good. Makes the new house smell again. Huh? Yeah. And yeah, what triggered all this was leaky skylights. So I pulled all the skylights out. Okay. Replaced them and said, "Hey, I'm done with skylights." So yeah. Did but it change the mood inside the house without skylights or not too bad. Not too bad. So All right. Yeah, well cool. Alright, well that's I'm glad we were kind of busy around here yesterday. Actually all weekend. Um, I had a bunch of sand delivered and a bunch of mulch delivered for our back garden. I put in a nice little sandy area for the boys to play and to put a couple of chairs in so you could put your feet in the sand and then we spread mulch and then since I had all that leftover sand I also had pavers that I've been sitting stacked on the side of my house for about a, oh, two years I think and I, <laughs> Josh he's putting his thumb up in the air like it's been longer maybe it has I don't know my oh, brother sorry. pulled up the patio <laughs> a while back and he said hey you want some pavers and so 
So uh, I took them all from him, and I've been meaning to put in a front walk from our driveway to our front steps. And boy, it's taken me forever. But I had this big stack of sand. I I even had uh, like uh, weed control fabric left over from my project in the backyard. So I thought, you know, basically I had everything I needed to put in a new new walk. So I managed to get most of that done. I got to finish it off here in the next couple of days, but. Anyway, yeah, so it feels, I was like, I felt really super productive over I the weekend. I love the picture of the boys helping you with that. that yeah, was... yesterday, and then sent me a text asking me, what are you doing tonight? And, and uh, I said, this is what we're doing now, and I showed you yeah. a picture, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, they got in there, and you know, that's one of the things that's, I think, great about being a dad is that you, my kids are at an age now where they really want to help, and they want to get in, and like doing yard work. Uh, or whatever I'm doing, I'll pick up a tool and I'll, I'll start doing something and they'll immediately see me and grab and say, hey, I want to do that. And then I'll move on. I'm like, okay, all right, you can do this. I'll move on, pick up another tool and start doing something else. And they see that and like, hey, oh no, that looks fun. I want to do that. Can I do that? And so I swear I don't get a lot done when they're, <laughs> when they're helping me sometimes because they always want to do whatever I'm doing and which I suppose is... I guess maybe that's a, I should feel flattered by that because I'm making it look fun for them, I guess. But yeah, it can be challenging, but man, my 10 year old, when I started laying the pavers out, he, he got in there and I mean, he worked his butt off. He was working so hard. And even before that, as we were digging out the old grass, digging the grass out to make room for the bed of sand and for the pavers, he grabbed a shovel and he just started, he just went to town and I mean, he, he like nonstop was shoveling dirt. He'd like, you know, really get in there and dig it out and then go right back to it. And he worked for like a good, I don't know, hour and 20 mm-hmm. minutes doing that. Solid and not even taking a break once. He and has the gift of laser focus. He does. Long-term focus. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, he's, he really, really is. Uh, the younger one, not so much. You guys listening out there, you'll get to meet, meet them on our next episode, so... <laughs> um, I, I may as well tease our next episode. We're going to actually have all of our kids on, and even even Josh's wife will bring the baby, obviously in her belly. But, but uh, so yeah, that should be fun. So make sure you you tune in for our next episode. But uh, that'll be our special Father's Day episode. But anyway, yeah. So it was kind of a busy weekend around here with 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 uh, lots of yard work. And Josh, I'm glad you got your roof done. Me too. And yeah, so. Rob, how about you? Friday, uh, I had the blessing of having all the kids over, and I'm divorced, and we went over to, to uh, mom's house to pick up the youngest, and we s- said we were going out to dinner, and we invited her to come along, so we had a family dinner all together again. This was oh, very right. special, because we could... Um, the five of you. The five, All five of us, and we got to do that last time was for Amanda's high school graduation last year. Well, just like old times, huh? Yeah, good stuff. And we got to talk about, you know, the kids and their new jobs and Adam's plans to move out to a new... They were going house hunting the next day yeah, for an apartment. And that was a real, very special time. And I think we could say your ex-wife, she's been pretty sick. I mean, pretty serious, like life-threatening stuff. Um, Long-term, how is she doing? She's doing great. She's going to be able to drive again soon. Good. Yeah. So I think that's, that's another uh, huge milestone. I think that's really cool that you guys are both 
able to do that and enjoy a nice family dinner and let the bygones be bygones yeah. and enjoy a nice family dinner and catch up. And I think that's it was very, pretty very special. Cool. It's, yeah, and and not just because knowing her, you know, health situation and, and that the the tentative nature of everything, but um, it just felt so good yeah. to be able to do to share those laughs and those family memories together because um yeah she actually came by over the weekend with your two younger ones they all came by the three of them and it was it was good to see her they were on the way to make a creative memory for so she can make a mother's day present for her mother yeah and i said here's the your cousins they wanted to spend the evening with their cousins but they had scouts that night so i said you better go you know go quick because they're working on a project and they might not be got you know they're still outside oh, yeah. doing the project if you wait until after the creative memory project. So yeah, so that's neat. Yeah, they took her. They were with their their mom when they went did that. So yeah, that was great. All right, um, we had talked about we came up with the uh, subject of cell phones and our <laughs> oh, kids, yeah. and so I thought maybe we could uh, talk a little bit about that. Like, at what age? is the right time now my kids don't have cell phones yet my older one could probably use one at least pretty quick my younger one is the one that want one my older one doesn't really care about it but my younger one is the one he likes the gadgets and the technology and stuff um rob when when did your kids first get cell phones the rule of thumb their mother and i agreed upon was out of a matter of practicality so when they wear now in middle school and had after school events like sports or clubs and they would be you know not coming home on a regular basis on the bus or or what or to be out with friends it made sense for us to want to give them that tool to be able to communicate with us and it's made life a whole lot easier so it's really convenient for you guys as opposed to being for safety and security and you know yes they got to visit with their you know, text with their friends or or find interests online and so forth that were safe and that they enjoyed, but it was it was more of what helped make life more manageable for their mom and I. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's for so middle school was our what we could manage, you know, financially and also practically. It just was safe and it gave us that security. Yeah. My my second grader wants one and they live like a block from school, two blocks. I guess really, but I figure there's there's no reason <laughs> they need one. They do walk home from school, which is fine, um, but they do it together, so they're not they're not really ready. But my ten year old, he's in fourth grade now. He'll be in he'll be going to middle school pretty soon. And I think that's when he's going to get his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. Josh, have you thought about? If you, I mean, you're obviously nowhere near this, but... Well, you never know. I mean, that's... Me and my wife have actually talked about that because we have a lot of nieces and nephews, and the deal is, is it feels like the age is getting younger and younger and younger, so, I mean, I can't imagine even having a... When I was in middle school, having a cell phone, so, you know, I guess it's kind of like... I guess I can think about when I was a young, young boy, young lad, and my dad took me school clothes shopping, and I wanted... A certain style of clothes, but my dad made me wear 501 <laughs> G- Levi 501s with Chuck Taylors, yeah. which I promise you wasn't cool back when I was in school. Oh, now it's yeah. now it's the thing, but um, so I think it's all about 
where society is going to be at that point, I guess. Try to be a little bit more open-minded to the culture, I guess. Maybe, yeah. is that? Mm-hmm. It's funny. I remember, this will really date me. I remember the first time I saw a kid wear 501s to school. And at the time, I think Jordache jeans were the big thing. Um, there were painter pants even with the mm-hmm. the pockets and the on the side and all that. Yeah. And when, when the first kid wore 501s, like everybody made fun of him. But then within probably six months, a year at least, like that's all anybody wore was 501s. Well, I remember in my high school, San Francisco jeans were very popular. And um, my family couldn't afford San Francisco jeans. My mother kindly offered to sew decorative sewing on the pockets so that I could blend in a bit better. <laughs> and I love that suggestion. I mean, I, I love the creative thought and the gesture, but I knew it just wasn't going to work. But... I survived, you know, I still to this day wear plain pocketed pants and I'm okay, kind of like the... Today, jeans are out of control. Yeah. I People pay $200 for a pair of jeans with uh, bedazzled pockets and mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy, yeah, crazy stuff. We started out talking about cell phones when we started well, talking about... Oh, now our jeans, yeah. yeah right. Well, getting anyway. back to cell phones, I when kids say, well, all my friends are doing it, I remember back to the 70s and 80s when I grew up, and if I wanted to make a phone call at home... We had two landline phones, no cell phones, because they didn't exist then yet. And the only privacy we had was to go upstairs to my parents' bedroom. But any one of the family members could pick up the phone quietly from downstairs. My sisters or my brother or my parents to check up if they were, you know, needed to be. But um, that's how we did it. And we had to, like, just deal with it. So my kind of message for my own kids until it was a matter of, like I mentioned before, of necessity or or practicality was deal with it. I had to. It's not a life or death issue. Deal without having a cell phone. Yeah. I can rem- I can do you a slightly one better. <laughs> and this isn't when I was a teenager, but when I was really young, we lived out in the country and we had a party line. So oh. you not only had extensions within the house... You had a phone, and then you had neighbors, like like two or three neighbors that, that were all on the same line. And so you had you shared a line. So if you picked up the phone and you heard somebody else talking, you had to hang up and then wait for them to call you back and say, okay, I'm done now. So would have to I call you back and say they were done? Yeah. So, I mean, oh. you couldn't use the same line. You, you have like two, like if Josh and like if we had a party line, if I wanted to make a phone call and you were already on the phone at your house, I would have to wait and I could either... Like pick it up a little later, or I think it was customary for the person who was already on the phone to call back and say, um, "Hey, I'm I'm done." So how they know which neighbor picked up the phone? Would you say something when you picked it up? Yeah, I think you'd yeah you'd have to say yeah this is oh okay oh this is so and so oh yeah okay yeah so but that, I mean I remember that but I mean that must have been when I was like five or six so I remember that but I, I didn't I didn't, didn't last it too long ago but I do think I didn't last uh, long. you guys both I mean point out a really good point is necessity is I think you're hit the nail on the head when you're talking about when kids starts doing sports and that kind of stuff because right. I mean I can't imagine what my poor mom and dad went through when I was in middle school and out riding my bicycle and you know I'm an hour later or something you think about how nice it would have been for them to pick up the phone call me oh hey mom I'm okay or hey dad I'm okay now yeah so I think that's awesome the thing that kind of scares me though is the social medias and right. the, mm-hmm. you know 
you can no longer, you know, I tried downgrading to an old style flip phone. I went to, you know, Verizon and Verizon, we're looking for a sponsor. Um, but I went to Verizon <laughs> and... Yeah, maybe we can get some phones on yeah, the deal. Maybe, you know, maybe HBO and Verizon. Oh, yeah, there you go. Know. But uh, basically, went to Verizon and tried to downgrade to a flip phone. And the, when the lady told me it was going to raise my cell phone bill from an iPhone, raise it? <laughs> I, yeah. I, it, I was shocked. She's like, oh, well, you know, you get a access discount for the smartphone. But uh, I think, you know, maybe I'll buy and, you know, uh, what is that? 15 years from now or 14 years from now, maybe jitterbugs will still be around. <laughs> and uh, yeah. if my daughter wants a cell phone, then I'm going to get her a flip phone jitterbug. Is that a, like a prepaid phone? Uh, no, it's like a phone for the older generation with the oversized buttons oh. and the, <laughs> the, the good stuff. Okay. More tactile and yeah, visually that sensitive. Way, yeah. I mean, social media and even today it's is kinda... so incredibly scary and dangerous. Yeah. That 10, 15 years from now, I mean, I just can't imagine where we're going to be. I told my kids the other day that if it got to that point, and we were talking about AI um, assistance at home where um, my daughter got a message that she wasn't even going to be going home yet, but she got a message that you're six minutes from home. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, if if her cell phone company or the operating system knows she's self, six minutes from home, can you imagine who else might know that she's six minutes from home? And I'll just be waiting for them, if you know, depending on the type of situation of the, you know, well, I, well, just imagining like a like a thriller movie type thing like that just it's like in that case I'm going room. dark you know <laughs> on the flip side though it's the flip side is uh, there's also a lot of technology that if you you know pray pray it never happens but your kid gets abducted mm-hmm. yeah you know there's right. been cases where the cell phones that technology kind of helps law enforcement track down the yeah yeah right it can be very useful definitely. I, you know, you're talking about the, you know, six minutes from home. I remember, like, the first, like, my phone, I started noticing this shortly after I got an iPhone. I think, are you getting them? I get my, uh, I look at my phone after I leave work. I get, you know, I'm walking out of my office on the way to my car, and I'm getting ready to pull up the, the travel app or the navigation mm-hmm. app right. uh, to get me home so I know how long it's going to take me. And before I do anything, it's already asking me if I want to, are you en route to home? You know, so it's, it's, it knows that I leave that time of day. And so it's, it's asking if I want to, if I want to route home. And then there was one day a week that I actually went to, uh, pick up my kids at their grandparents on like a Friday afternoon. And so I started noticing that it was asking me on Fridays if I wanted to go there and so it not only knew that I leave about this time of day every day to go home, but it knew on this particular day of the week, I actually went somewhere else. And it, it was started, started to ask me if I wanted to go there. And then just I was driving with the kids the other night. Oh, we were on our way to Cub Scouts, but we were making a pit stop to pick up, um, go to the pharmacy real quick before, before they close, before we're going to Cub Scouts. So I get in the car and we start out. And my phone asked me if I want to go to the location where the Cub Scout meeting always is every Sunday night. And so, I mean, it was, again, it's one of those things. Actually, it was not my phone. It was my watch because I've got an Apple watch. And so um, it was asking me if I want to go to the Cub Scout meeting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it really kind of freaks me out that our this 
the algorithms know, like they're tracking me. They know where I go and when I go there. Oh, I loved so. how they were able to pick out, identify people in a study based on where they started in the morning, where they went to work, and the places they stopped along the way that they could pick out just by looking at specific information that was still what we thought was anonymous. Yeah. They could tell who that person was. Oh, wow. And that was pretty eerie. So if you think about that's what's happening now, when my kids are older, and certainly, Josh, when your daughter is old enough to be using a cell phone, it kind of really makes you wonder where... The technology is going to go that they're going to have to deal with or maybe it'll be a good thing you know it's it's technology is always that double-edged sword it's right. great it, it's convenient it's secure like when i was a kid when we lived in you know not a small town but um not a huge city but my brother and i walked probably about a mile every day i think somewhere in there mm-hmm. it was a fun walk we stopped at like a west schwab's on the way and We'd pick up the free pens and we'd make little shooters out of them. And uh, we'd stop and get candy at another little place. They had a free bowl of candy. There was a Denny's nearby. So we'd, go, <laughs> we'd stop at the Denny's sometimes and mm-hmm. go to their counter and buy gum or candy. And and all that was to and from school. And so I couldn't imagine letting my kids... And I would have been maybe first, maybe second grade. We, we moved yeah. from there when I was in second, second grade. So as old as... I would have been the same. My brother and I would have been the same age as my kids are now. I can't imagine letting my kids walk a mile somewhere with no cell phone, no way to get a hold of anybody um, if something happened. It's just unbelievable. Well, I think for our modern, our millennial listeners, or those that are familiar with you know the TV show Stranger Things set in the eighties and oh yeah, and other movies like that, which like, Josh has not seen so well, those get pain a life of the 80s, like that we would be able yeah. to go out for hours without, we'd just tell our right. parents where we were going. Right. You know, we'd go swim in the river and swing on the rope, swing and come back. And For me, it was streetlights, though. Oh, and the streetlights went out, so it's time to get home. Streetlights go on, I come home. Oh, there you go. I yeah. But, yeah, that's, just saying, for the 80s, that's what life was like for you and I. And, and we can't imagine now for our own kids, but that's what... I think, yeah, we did. We had a level of autonomy, I think, that I don't think kids have anymore. Um, and it's maybe, well, maybe that's not true. I mean, maybe they have more autonomy because they do have cell phones and we can't, we have that peace of mind as parents that we can get a hold of them or they can call if they need us. Um, but yeah, when, when I was, yeah, we'd go out and we'd go out on our bikes and we'd be out for, yeah, until it got dark. That autonomy, so, I think, that you just mentioned is that quantum level of autonomy where they can explore so many things within our safe parameters that we, we try to set up on their cell phones, but that the I mean, we can explore the physical world, but all the endless possibilities that they can explore online or so forth. That, yeah. Um, and I think it reminded me, too, of the, for security-wise, I think they're making developments in blockchain and, and quantum computing that hopefully will give us more security or could also give the other side more security. More well, of an advantage too. It, I mean, as far as you know, the, I mean, aside from the online stuff, I think it's a what the kids have now is an a, autonomy with a net. With a net, okay, yeah. good point. Yeah. And like not a net Funicello, but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, a net Funicello. Okay, so I don't know if Josh even got that reference. But, okay, right, <laughs> he he's not the same. But yeah, it's autonomy <laughs> with with a with a safety net 
they they have that to fall back on. And maybe that's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But like we had pretty much full autonomy. Like I was telling my kid yesterday, or well, at least over the weekend, um, I was watering plants out in the garden, and he he asked if we could drink it, and drink the water out of the garden hose. And I said, oh, no, you don't want to do that. It's full of bacteria. But we did that as kids all the time. That's where we got. Our, right. My mom wouldn't, didn't want us to come in the house. And you know, the out. Hose water was actually kind of refreshing. Oh, it was oh, great. Yeah. I remember oh, doing like. Oh, uh, cold? Yeah, I remember well, doing. Unless uh, it was in the, the hose was in, in the, the sun. sun. Yeah. Then you, that first bit. Yeah, that, first, that, that hose taste, though. I remember doing sports. And uh, we went, went and played, uh, I think, touch football in the field. And one of the neighbors of the school dragged her garden hose over the. You know, fence for us, turn it on, and we all took turns drinking out of this stranger's garden hose, you know, just like crazy yeah. stuff that I can't imagine drinking out of a garden hose right now. I know, I would be. Like, My wife won't even drink uh, water uh, out of the tap. Unfiltered water, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I think it, I mean, this has gone from a conversation about oh, cell phones yeah. to just about, I don't know, I think just. Technology in general. Yeah, technology or just, um, what we thought was uh, okay then, now we look at it and it's like, yeah, no way. But we can't spin it back to what this podcast is all about, is trying to empathize with our kids about not being the old set in the way, Dad. That's what I'm going to try to do. Like, No, not me, man. I'm leaning into it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's what I told you at the beginning. You know, I'd like to try to have an open mind but I'm sure it will change when my daughter is trying to wear a mini skirt to school or something you know yeah. I don't know how. I just remember my sisters and my dad would they would hide it in their backpack of course and oh know, the change on the way change on the yeah. way you know, change on oh the way. man yeah let's just sorry dad <laughs> it's just yeah you can't even imagine I'm sure our parents couldn't imagine what life would be like at this point and then for for your own daughter that's gonna be yeah, I'm glad I've got boys. It just seems a lot less well, complicated. My grandpa Larry did tell me something, you know. He's still around. He's he's awesome. But uh, he said, you're going to see some really cool stuff in your lifetime, technology-wise. And I mm-hmm. just can't imagine what my daughter's going to see. Or, right, yeah. You know, like, I can't imagine any... I mean, my brother's phone opens up when he looks at it. You know, it's got face. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, the face, yeah. And, and just crazy mm-hmm. where we're at even today. And I still got a good ten to fifteen years left, at least I hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'll share this when you talk about what can't imagine what your daughter's gonna face and see in her lifetime. And my kids too, but so my dad was born in thirty six, and um, when there was no color TV yet, and so they're waiting. I can I can share this joke because he probably won't hear this before they get a chance to ask him, but. Okay. Uh, so, so am I supposed to call him up like right after we get done the phone? <laughs> what was life like when black and white switched to color when you saw it? Like, did you, you know, teasing them that not only did they the change in film, but did yeah. you see in black and white before you saw it in oh. color kind of thing? So, yeah. what was that like, Grandpa? <laughs> I'm no, all, that's not the case, but that's, that was a joke. I'm horrible. I'm always making age cracks at him, too. <laughs> <laughs> and,. He just laughed. He's he's got such a good sense of humor. Well, I will say that he's a good sport. He's a very very good sport. But yeah, I yeah, it's just in my, you know, kind of, I guess, forty years of being 
sort of aware and having you know and you know solid memory of things is it's completely different yeah the the online the cell phone it's i think it was bad enough when you had personal computers that could access the web you had to be careful about what your kids were getting into but now when they've got it in their pocket and they can access whatever they want anytime they want it becomes uh yeah it's a really a double-edged sword that I mean, it's great for security. It gives them independence, but it's you know could also be a poison in their pocket, really. So you gotta. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of terrifying in a way, and I'm glad we haven't got there yet. I got my oldest kid. I'm not gonna have to worry about. I don't think with a cell phone. Like I said, he doesn't even really want one, but he's gonna need one before the other one. And the one the the eight year old that really wants it. I, He's the one I worry about using it. Using it. He's already, he grabs my phone and he just goes walking off with it. Uh, today we are listening to music on my phone just because we're doing something and I just wanted some music so I turned it on. He grabbed a hold of it and he put on, okay, I don't know these songs, Sunflower. And then there's another one, I can't think of the name of it. But he's obsessed with these two songs and he plays them over and over again. Uh, he's just got, he's into that stuff. He had, uh, I had an old um, iPod that was, I mean, a really old iPod that I actually gave to him. And I mean, it was like a Nano, it was a really old one. Mm-hmm. But I gave it to him just because he likes carrying technology around in his pocket. It wasn't charged, it didn't work, but yet he just wanted to carry around. Mm-hmm. He, he wears headphones. They're not plugged into anything. He just wears the headphones. <laughs> they just look cool. He's yeah. just, yeah, he's just into the, he's mm-hmm. into the technology and uh, when we did finally charge the iPod, I figured out that you know, I still had a charger for it. And he, I think he had it for like three days before he dropped it and broke it. So I'm a little oh, worried no. about a cell phone, putting a cell phone in his hands. Cases in but, the covers. And yeah. The screen protectors. It had a case, but it just apparently, I don't know, maybe he stomped mm-hmm. on it or something. I don't know. But, but yeah, it's really, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really kind of excited to give you know my kids technology but then like that and so they can have that sense of independence and you know feel like and also knowing that we trust them too we trust them to be responsible for this device and knowing that it's a tool and all that but then there's also the you know the dangers that come along with that device uh yeah i i was going to try to see if i could find a flip phone, an old flip phone for my kid or something, or at least even just a prepaid cell phone, that might be the way to go. If if anybody, if you're listening out there and you have advice on what kind of phone to get your kid your, for the first time, please write in uh, and let us know. Um, it would be, <laughs> I think we would all benefit from it. At least I would. But I guess I've got a, at least a year or two before I have to read too much about that because my kid's still not in junior high yet, so... And I think that does, Rob, that's what you were saying. That seems like the best time to uh, to do that. He'll be going, he'll be traveling at least a couple of miles to go to school instead of just the couple blocks that he walks now. So, but I guess we'll do it then. Guys, uh, you guys do anything cool this week with your kids? Or you got any baby appointments coming up or anything? Well, my uh, we had a 
baby appointment yesterday. Yeah. Baby is three pounds and a couple ounces. I don't know, Jordan, if you're listening. I should know that number, but I don't. I know it's three pounds and something. Yeah. And uh, so that's pretty exciting that's to getting see. That. You know, we're so far in the pregnancy that we're almost over the. Basically, if anything bad happens, you know, right, you can modern, med- yeah. modern medicine can, yeah, which is great, you know. That's a relief. It is, That's yeah. Amazing now. It's amazing what you know, we are where we're at medically as a society, especially with babies. I mean, I'm not really worried about. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to say anything, but I'm not really worried about the pregnancy where a hundred years ago, you know, right, or even. Maybe even 50 years ago it was such a, a deal. But yeah, so it went well. Good. Congratulations. Yeah, Rob, what about you? I'm looking forward to celebrating my birthday with my kids coming up soon. Oh, right. It is and coming up. Father's Day after that and having them on the Father's Day episode will be a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're really doing anything. I'm going to try to finish off a walk, a front walk, get that done this this week or this weekend. But other than that... We took a so, few steps out on the way up to the to the house. Yeah, I'll probably Could be, be this. Yeah, Josh wanted if you're going to paint it yellow. Oh, yellow brick road. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Speaking of which, the yellow brick road, um, the Elton John movie is amazing. Oh, I did you see? It sounds good. It. We saw it with I saw it with two of my kids. I want to All see right, that. cool. Yeah. Not for younger audiences. It's mature, of course, but you know, it's it's Elton John telling his real life story yeah I'm not a I've never been a big Elton John fan I probably like Queen more than I like Elton John but honestly as far as biopics go the Yellow Brick Road I mean no Rocket Man right this is Rocket Man yeah, yeah. That, that movie interests me a lot more than the Queen movie oh see yeah. I love the Queen movie Did, was, I love the Queen movie too I, yeah these are they're so. Go ahead, Josh. No, no, that's uh, that was it. That was just a fact, not a yeah. uh, not a conversation. I thought the Queen movie was awesome. Well, that, yeah. I'll, I'll have to I've, watch. I liked definitely... them both, and this one is more a, a musical in a sense because there are times that it turns into a musical as a musical that we think of, but it's in the right places. Yeah. So it's not just the actor playing Elton John who did an amazing job, uh, uh, but um, it was. You know the cast members also singing when they needed to sing and the songs and they tied it in seamlessly. Yeah, and you get a chance to really see the the reality of a person's life and how those influences cause the affect the way the person's going to be yeah. and what they're going to write about and the character that they're going to live. Yeah, I'm interested to see it. I might have to try to sneak out and see it at some point. Maybe I'll. I'll uh, come we, home from work. I'll leave work a little early and go see a matinee. Love to catch a movie. To I'm always down for a movie. I'll, yeah, I'd be willing to see it again. Mostly for the popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll watch any movie as long as I'm getting a, yeah. a tub. I mean, I'm, it's only a, a dollar more for a large. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I remember when it was only twenty five cents more. I know they got you. Yeah, I got would, you. We should do the Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man and compare or talk about you know those are well, yeah equally. Yeah. About a man's life, uh, John Wick three. That was intense. <laughs> oh, I yeah. saw that with, uh, with Josh, that was a good my son Josh. That was well. We had watched the the first two. Like, oh, yeah. well, I don't. What are some of his songs? I don't know any of. Well, no, it's John not. Wick. It's about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We, we got did me. the first two movies, you know, back to back, short, and then we're like, "Gee, when's the sequel coming out?" And 
sure, would you know, the next, like, within a month, John Wick 3 came out after watching John Wick the 1 Such and 2. Those were, Keanu Reeves does an amazing job. Yeah. And so give out a shout out to, for Rocketman, if I can say his name right, it's Taron Egerton. An amazing job. I love Elton so, John. I, I, can't, I can't believe that you don't absolutely love. No, Elton I know. I, I like his music. I just have never been like really into his music. Oh man, but I like like the song "Rocket Man." I like that. Um, what's the one? Um, Are you leaving on a plane tonight? What's that one? The and leaving on a plane Captain tonight. I can see the lights. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, well, they anyway. His. The, the song that got me the most, this, there's two scenes in there that really were like amazing. One was the, when he played his first ep, first song, opening act at the Troubadour, he sang Crocodile Rock. And they captured the whole audience doing that. And, yeah. And, but it was just epic. I'm and, glad we got that on, on, oh on tape. That was great. Um, that's more to come. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> I guess I think that's going to do it for us for this week. If you'd like to write in and tell us our suggestions on cell phones, on, on, on what kind of phone to get your kid, the first cell phone to get them, or her. And if you have any suggestions on that or just have any stories of your own that you'd like to share, feel free to write us or email us at pwgupodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at pwgupodcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast, and guys, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, everybody.